I'm Scott Allred. I'm Ben Taney. I'm Trisha Coder. And I'm Matt Ford. This is Jessica Wilkerson, your host of Chico Now. <sighs> What's happening in Chico? Join us. This, this is, is Chico, Chico now. now. Yes, this is Chico Now. And I'm Larry Ducumming. Chico Now. Filling in for Scott Allred. Scott is on vacation this week, and so he's asked me to fill in for him. Today, I get the opportunity to come to you and talk about Books for Butte, and my guest is Katie Kreps. Katie, thanks for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. It's glad to, to, hear, to hear more and tell people more about Books for Butte. So tell me, what, are, what is the group Books for Butte? Absolutely. So Books for Butte um, is an effort that we started, kind of a grassroots effort that was started just after the fire, the campfire hit. And um, Melissa started it with, reached out, grabbed me, looped me in. Okay, so um, now who, who's Melissa? Melissa just, just so actually, people people know who our players in the game here are. Sure, absolutely. So Melissa or Mel, um, as she goes by, is another Chico State alum. So we actually met working in Res Life at Chico State and because of that, we're really connected to the area, and we have a lot of friends and other Res Life former employees and, and alum that were in Paradise and in Chico and, and impacted by the fires. So Melissa now works, um, she's a librarian at a Jewish uh, library down in Lafayette in the Bay Area, and is very passionate about books and very passionate about the community and trying to figure out what we could do essentially to help, because I know everybody in Chico and Paradise experienced it. You start hearing about the fire and seeing the fire on the news, and you have that overwhelming sense of, what can I do, right? The project's so big. The scope is so huge. The need is so great. How do you start to impact? And so, Melissa and I connected. I was helping a family that had relocated to Sacramento, and she reached out and said, oh, we have more supplies down here. We're going to do a drive. And then it kind of grew into this helping families and just trying to connect directly with people And then she said, let's do this huge focus on books and rebuilding libraries because your library is really the heart and the center of your home. And it's where a lot of treasured memories are kept. It's where your bedtime stories are read and those books that have been passed down, whether they're cookbooks or storybooks, um, religious texts, all of those things really make your home feel homey and cozy. And, And they're collected for generations. So they're so hard to replace, but so important to replace. So we um, started this community. It's based online. And the idea of the community was that we could reach out to people across the country and all over the world to ship books directly to fire families. And then through that, we kind of came up with this idea of like, what if we did um, an in-person giveaway? So in December, we did our first giveaway and we did it at uh, the Step Up Academy that's on the fairgrounds. And we gave away, we think, between eight and 10,000 books. Eight and, and ten, just, and the fire was in the beginning of November. So a little over a month yes. later, over eight to 10,000 books had been collected and brought to Chico for that yes. giveaway. Yeah, it was phenomenal. We all had um, entire rooms of our houses full of boxes of books. And then we had this, you know, this amazing online community that had started to grow um, with sending books or driving up with books. We had a couple from Pleasanton that showed up in this massive RV that had two or 3,000 books stuffed in all the cubbies and storage units that all of their friends had contributed. So books just kind of came in from everywhere, which is really phenomenal. Um, And the whole goal was to let people in, and we didn't put a limit on books, 
it was like, take what you could take. Um, because we didn't want you to just leave with one or two books. We wanted people to really, truly start to build their libraries again. Um, and it was, it was very cool because the scope of people donating was so broad that we had homeschool materials. We had cooking books. We had random mystery novels. I mean, just any kind of book you could imagine. So um, not only did people take for themselves, but we had a few people that were staying in Orland or other areas that loaded their cars to take their cars to families who couldn't get to the meetup that day and just keep spreading the books around. It's a pretty cool event. It very, as you said, and that was in December. Now, another one is planned for the end of May. And so yes. the, the collection of books or people donating books and collecting is still continuing to happen. And that's coming up on May 26. We'll talk about that in a little bit. As you mentioned, this is through an online community. Is it Facebook or a website or where, if people are interested in finding out more about Books for Butte, where do they go to to, to learn more? So Facebook, we're all on a Facebook platform and you can just search uh, Books for Butte, spell out F-O-R, and um, we're pretty easy to find. We ask a couple of questions to join just to kind of verify that we're not getting weird non-accounts joining in. Um, and then there's a really great organizational system that huge shout out to Kate, who's a woman in Chicago, who's a retired librarian, found us, stepped up and said, I want to help. And she's been instrumental in logging and cataloging. So as a donor, you can go in and post what books you have available to get matched to someone who's looking for those books. And then as a fire survivor, you can actually go in as well and request books. And so we kind of keep an eye out. We have people all over the country looking in used bookstores, asking their friends, just really scouring everywhere, trying to find those books to fill all of those requests. Um, and again, Kate's doing an amazing job because it's so much data and so much connection to manage. Um, and the goal being very person to person, we love keeping that connection um, that you're getting a book that came from someone's collection that it was personally sent from the donor has been huge and has made it a lot more personal. Um, and it's also allowed us to grow well beyond anything we originally imagined possible. With now the, this, the book drive, the book of the, the Butte for books is coming up, as I mentioned on Sunday, May 26th. And we'll talk about how other people can get involved with that in our next segment. You're listening to Chico Now, and my guest is Katie Kreps. We'll be back in the next segment in just a moment. Hello, this is Samantha Landy. And I bring you Psalms of Hope, heard here on Life Radio every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at noon. So do tune in and join me for beautiful music and an encouraging word from the Lord. Psalms of Hope with Samantha Landy, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at noon, here on KKXX. Every hiring manager knows that a company is only as good as the people it's made from. So where do you find the best people? That may surprise you. Meet the grads of life. 
Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. This is talent worth knowing about. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. Sometimes insurance can be a confusing business. I can't stress enough the importance of having a single professional insurance agent to help make sense of all your personal and business insurance policies. You don't want to get caught without the right coverage. For all your insurance needs, trust Brad Jacobson, your local farmer's insurance agent. Call 891-7900 for a free consultation and a policy review. 891-7900 for Brad Jacobson, your local farmer's insurance agent. One nation under God with liberty and justice for all. Fellow Americans united, we can grow strong to protect the blessings of liberty for ourselves, our children, grandchildren, and their children. Let us read and understand the life, freedom, and property protecting principles of the Constitution and embrace the godly wisdom our founding fathers instilled in our one nation under God. America, bless God. I'm Scott Allred. I'm Ben Taney. I'm Trisha Coder. And I'm Matt Ford. This is Jessica Wilkerson, your host of Chico Now. <sighs> What's happening in Chico? Join us. This, this is, is Chico, Chico Now. Now. Yes, this is Chico Now, and I'm Larry Ducumin, filling Now. in for Scott Allred. Scott is on vacation this week. Today, I'm talking with Katie Kreps, and we're talking about books for Butte. Katie, again, thank you for joining me this afternoon. Yeah, thank you. All right. Happy to be here. As, as kind of a little bit of a recap, Books for Butte came out from the, the fire that happened in Paradise, partly because of, uh, as you said, you and Melissa Giannotti had a connection to, to the Chico area because of, uh, through attending Chico State. Did you know anybody, in, did you or Melissa know anybody specifically in Paradise? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I will say I didn't think I knew as many people as I did until the Facebook post started coming out. But personally, I've had a couple of friends whose parents lost everything. They lost everything. Um, And then one of the families that we work really closely with, one of Melissa's best friends, who also worked in Res Life with us at Chico back in the day, um, Mark Maddox and his wife, Michelle, and their two little girls lost everything. And on top of that, Mark was actually, he's a city manager for Paradise might be town engineer, excuse me if I'm messing up the title. Um, and he was actually one of the people very involved in coordinating the rescue efforts and hearing his story of having to load his wife and kids in a car and watch them pass by and both he not knowing if he'd see them again and them not knowing if he made it out alive. is just, it's one of the, you know, again, all the stories are so incredible and so traumatic, but really just hearing those things firsthand and then being able to go up into the burn area and see it, it, it doesn't do any of it justice what's shown on the news. So we've been trying to also along the way with the books, really communicate that to people that this is a huge undertaking and there's so many families impacted. So um, Mark and Michelle have also become very instrumental in helping support this effort too, on top of rebuilding all of their own lives, which is, is pretty phenomenal for them. Well, it's when you, live somewhere like you did it in Chico, you became familiar with Chico State, or excuse me, with Paradise, then, and you hear about it, so you have that connection, but when you find you know somebody in that area after a disaster like that, it, it just adds another level of emotion and interest to being able, yes. wanting to do something to help out. 
And and I think being an outsider, I'll, I'll say a quote-unquote outsider because I live in Sacramento, but um, I've taken several loads of furniture along with books and things up there and, and just meeting the community that and seeing how much everyone was so passionate about the community and really loving each other. And one of the days I was driving up, it was the first day I'd actually been in the area um, by myself. And I dropped furniture off with a woman who's been really helpful with us. And she says, well, do you want, do you want me to send someone with you? You know, it's really overwhelming. And I said, no, no, that's okay. I'll be okay. And I said, I promise I'll call you. She said, yes, call me when you, when you get back out of town, just call me and check in. And I thought, I hardly know this person and she had such a huge heart to say, like, we I want you I want you to be accompanied in this because it really is such a huge impact when you first see it and drive through it and, and recognize the scope of everything that's happened and, and every piece of the puzzle and just hearing from survivors and hearing how the books have helped and seeing pictures of kids reading again and trying to be a part of that has been really an honor for all of our volunteers. Well, that that's neat to hear. With the with the Facebook group Books for Butte, as you said, people can go in, sign up, and if they have specific requests, then they can list what the requests are. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. And do you have an idea at this point how many people are on the Books for Butte Facebook group? We have a few thousand, um, which has been kind of interesting as well, because like I mentioned, the books are going directly from donors to survivors. So we kind of were talking about getting a gauge on how many actual books have been passed. And we really don't know, but it's definitely in the tens of thousands, which is, is pretty cool. And we're growing every day. For are, are being at the events the only way people can get the books they've requested? Um, no. So there's a couple of ways. We actually have a few people who are storing books, which is great. And if people are local um, and the books are at someone who's storing them in their area, then we can schedule and find a way to coordinate that meetup. Um, the other way is, is really that people are mailing the books. So what we're asking is, let's say you, Larry, put a book on on the registry and you want the joy of cooking or something and I have it, Yes, um, I can go on there and see that. And then I, as the donor would ship it directly to you. So that way we're not having to fundraise or process money or anything like that um, until we get bigger. And, and actually that's, you know, a whole other phase of fun, but really trying to just make it this personal family to family connection. Right. And then that way you can also be able to get books to the campfire survivors who have left the area as well to help rebuild their library. It's not just those who are staying in the Chico area or the Chico Paradise area for that. Yeah, and you know as well as I do, people have been displaced far and wide across the country. So yeah, still reminding them that they're a part of this family even though you're miles away. All right. Well, we have one more segment here on Chico Now. This is Larry Ducumman filling in for Scott Allred. We have one more segment. I'll be talking with Katie Kreps about Books for Butte and how you can get involved with it and also the event that's coming up on May 26th here in Chico. You're listening to Chico Now. Here at Sycamore Glen, we actually like to think of ourselves as a senior resort. Every day is just like home. It is home. I love it here. We encourage people to come down and visit us and to take a tour, to look around, to have lunch on us or dinner on us and experience Sycamore Glen. Not the lifestyle you need, but the lifestyle you've earned. 
That's Sycamore Glen. For more information, call 894-0384. Hello, this is Samantha Landy, and I bring you Psalms of Hope. Heard here on Life Radio every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at noon. So do tune in and join me for beautiful music and an encouraging word from the Lord. Psalms of Hope with Samantha Landy, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at noon, here on KKXX. In times of joy, in moments of grief, broadcasters come through even when all else fails. Today, with more ways than ever to experience the moments that transform our lives, Americans still choose broadcast radio and television more than all other media combined. We are the local broadcasters of radio and television, reaching more people, touching more lives. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. I'm Scott Allred. I'm Ben Taney. I'm Trisha Coder. And I'm Matt Ford. This is Jessica Wilkerson, your host of Chico Now. <sighs> What's happening in Chico? Join us. This, this is, is Chico, Chico Now. Now. Yes, this is Chico Now, and I'm Larry Ducumin. Chico Now. Filling in for Scott Allred, who's on vacation. Scott will be back next Thursday. And my guest today is Katie Kreps. Katie and I have been talking about books for Butte. Katie, again, thank you for joining me. Thank you. You're welcome. Now, coming up on Sunday, May 26th, is a Books for Butte event where people can come and pick up books just like they did at the December event. Tell us a little bit more about this. what's coming up on Sunday, May 26th. Absolutely. Well, we're super excited. We have about 15,000 books that we know are coming to this event already, um, so there will be a lot for everyone um, we have about 500 survivors who've registered or RSVP'd that they're going to join us as well. And it's going to be Sunday, May 26th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. And that's at the PV Rec Center uh, located at 2320 North Avenue in Chico. And again, if you jump on the Books for Butte Facebook page and click Events, you can get all that info and you can share it um, and invite people. And we would love love, love, love to also have some additional volunteer hands. So if anybody has time, um, either the day before for setup or that day, uh, we'd love to hear from you as well. In what what way can the volunteers help out, Katie? So the day before, we'll be processing all of the books. We have trucks and trailers of books coming. So we actually organize them like a library. So they're by genre, um, stacked on tables, everything, so they're easy to access. So we have a ton of sorting and setup and all of that that happens on the Saturday, the day before, the 25th. And then on the 26th at the actual event, um, we have volunteers that are helping people find books, helping people carry and load books, um, helping kind of keep everything organized. And then we also have a couple of volunteer musicians come and provide music, which is really fun and therapeutic. And, um, And then, of course, at the end of it, helping pack up, clean up, and get our books back into to the volunteers who are storing them for us um, for the next big event. And that, as you said, it's for people who want to volunteer, they can also just go through the Books for Butte Facebook group and send a message to, to let you know they want to volunteer? Yes, two ways, either through the Books for Butte Facebook group on the Messenger, or you can email booksforbutte at gmail.com. And again, that's books. F-O-R, Butte, at Gmail, um, and we'll respond to that as well to make sure we have 
plenty of helping hands. Katie, at this point, do you have an idea of how many volunteers you already have helping the, the Books for Butte effort? I think we have about 30-ish. We, oh, oh, in general, in the country or just that day? I, I would say, well, both. Both in that way. people Because as you said, people can get involved in different ways, in different parts yeah. of the country. They can be looking for books to, to find that are specifically requested or just good books to send. And then, as you mentioned, some for that day as well. Probably even past the event, needing more or, or needing some additional local volunteers for book storage. Fit, Ten to 15,000 books is a lot of books. It is. And I would say we have uh, definitely a few hundred volunteers. We have about 10 admins on the page that help just kind of keeping an eye on things. You know, like I said, we want to keep this very organic. But, you know, anything with thousands of people has lots of management. Um, so we actually have volunteers that are storing books, not just in the North Valley and Chico, but we have volunteers in the Bay. So if people want to donate in the Bay, they don't have to drive to Chico. Um, and then we have had a couple of offers in L.A. Um, for people who, if we have a volunteer who's going to drive up for the event, that they're willing to, to house books as well. So it definitely takes people at every level. Um, if you're looking to volunteer, we would love for you to sign on uh, with us on Books for Butte. You can follow along and kind of see where you want to engage Obviously, if we can have people at the event in May, that'd be phenomenal. But this is truly an ongoing community event. So it's it's constantly helping ship or if people want to pack or if people want to meet up with someone who's storing and help them organize storage or move books, even just moving them from the Bay up to Chico um, or from Sacramento to Chico for that event um, and then future events as well. We'd love to have all the help we can get. Katie, I have a question. Question you, you mentioned a little earlier, but what type of books are being donated or, or requested? So all kinds. I would say some of the tougher requests to fill originally were Harry Potter series. We've actually gotten a lot of those filled, which has been really cool. Any of the, the teen and tween type series. Um, the books that I think are harder to fill that if people can kind of dig back into their shelves are some of the antique type books. So some of the older storybooks that maybe had been passed down um, or grandma's Bible, that kind of thing that, that people don't necessarily just want to go on Amazon and buy a brand new one because there's something so special about it having that old book smell and the bindings got the little cracks in it because you know, it's been so loved and mm -hmm. you're really transferring that love from your house to someone else's family as they're in some brand new unknown condition and trying to rebuild. So um, anything that, and again, you can look on the master list on the Facebook page, or you'll see people will post if they have a picture of the cover of the book. Um, and just, if there's something you have, we would absolutely love if you wanted to gift it to, to a family in need. All right. Well, Katie, thank you very much. I appreciate all your work and Melissa Giannotti in getting books for Butte started and getting books to the survivors from the campfire, from the families to just provide them a, a sense of normalcy and help rebuild their libraries. Again, their next event is coming up on Sunday, May 26th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Pleasant Valley Rec Center here in Chico. If you want to get involved, you can go to the Books for Butte Facebook group or booksforbutte at gmail.com. Katie, again, thank you. You've been listening to thank Chico you. Now. I'm Larry Ducumin. Have a great day.
I'm Scott Allred. I'm Ventaney. I'm Trisha Coder. Yeah, I'm Matt Ford. My mom's a breast cancer survivor. The United Breast Cancer Foundation saved her life, and they need your help so they can continue saving more women's lives. Help them by donating your car. They'll provide fast, free, 24-hour pickup, and you receive a charitable tax deduction. They take cars, trucks, vans, and SUVs running or not. Call 24 hours a day, 800-475-6040. Your donation could literally save women's lives. Call today, 800-475-6040. 800-475-6040. How are you going to get to the Sacramento airport? Use North Valley Shuttle. It's easy online at NorthValleyShuttle.com. Don't be that person who bugs their friends or family to take you. Book online right now at NorthValleyShuttle.com. North Valley Shuttle has added new departure and arrival times each week for your convenience. Serving Chico, Paradise, Oroville, Gridley, Live Oak, and Yuba City, Marysville. North Valley Shuttle gets you there quickly and safely. Leave the car at home and let NorthValleyShuttle.com do the driving. License PSC 20791. Hi, this is Rob Walter, host of Red Sky Radio with Rob Walter. This is a program that proclaims liberty to the captives of our beloved nation, where truth trumps political correctness and where the uncompromised word of God exposes the works of darkness and sets free those held hostage behind the iron curtain of a shamelessly biased media. America, we have a trail to blaze. It's time to saddle up. It's time to ride. Join me at 7 a.m. on KKXX. Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. here on KKXX. Uh, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Jerry O'Lennon here. We're going to talk about um, the issue of abortion. We're going to talk that for the full uh, 30 minutes up until the top of the hour. Uh, I'm speaking with uh, Jen Rodriguez. She is with the uh, Women's Resource Clinic out of Chico. It's a pro-life group. They, they try to help women who become uh, expectant, uh, unplanned and uh, to encourage them to have the child, uh, either to keep for themselves or to put up for adoption, but not to choose the, uh, the abortion option. Uh, that essentially is their mission statement, and they have a, uh, a big event, the Walk for Life, which takes place this Saturday. And we'll tell you more about that if you want to be involved. There's no cost involved. They just want, you to, they want your support, although if you want to give a donation, they certainly would like it. It'll be this Saturday at One Mile Park 
Registration at 9.30 in the morning. The walk starts at 10.30 to help bring more awareness toward the realities of abortion. Uh, Jen, thank you for being on the show with me. Good morning. Morning. <laughs> uh, don't be afraid to speak up. Uh, give it another shot. Good morning. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, well, first of all, uh, there, there's been a lot of talk about abortion. And do you sense, uh, what, what is your role at, uh, at the Women's Resource Clinic? What do you do? Um, I am the event and outreach coordinator. And my um, role is to just um, get our name out there and support these women and let them know that we're available to them. We have so many services available for them. And right. we, I'm just trying to get the word out and mm. know that here for them yeah the the, 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 the movie uh, unplanned came out uh, I think it stopped playing now here at Cinemark but I went to see it and it was a, a big crowd it was a it was a good movie yes uh, it, 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 it for, for those who already believe that abortion is wrong and is is not just a sin but in, even if you're not a religious person uh, you could be an atheist and look at it and say that it's it's the taking of a human life uh, there were some scenes that were difficult to watch um, but yes. um, it, it it was it was it was a movie that if, if people went in with an open mind and at least looked at some of the the actual let their eyes do their believing for them Agreed. could change some minds. I don't know. What did you think? It was so powerful. I I did have to walk out a few times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I I've never really seen the procedure or yeah really just understood it because it has just never been part of my life or my belief Mm -hmm. system or value and just seeing it firsthand I was mortified and I think that kind of uh, brought a little bit of fire in me to really just be an advocate for these women and Mm -hmm. to let them know that God is here for them and to provide that hope faith and love to keep their babies yeah if, if you if you if you hadn't seen the movie I, I don't think it's in theaters anymore but it, it, it was supposed to be on for a weekend and it got it got ridiculed by some in um, maybe the mainstream press uh, traditional outlets that viewed it as sort of being propaganda which to be honest with you uh, it probably was which didn't mean mean that it wasn't a good film and you couldn't learn a lot by it but it's a true story uh, of a woman named Abby Johnson uh, who used to work at a Planned Parenthood uh, became revulsed by what was taking place in the uh, in the uh, abortion clinic that she was working at in Texas. Left and became a leader of the pro life movement, including the Forty Days for Life, which I know you're not ex- directly re- uh, part of at the Women's Resource Clinic, but is certainly a movement that you support. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, do you think that that you're? I mean, I don't. I don't want to ask how old you are, but you're, from your appearance, you're 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 younger. Uh, do you are more are more women becoming um, pro life? It, it, it's for us old people, and I would qualify in that area. It, it's hard to believe that young people don't s- support abortion rights. But w- what is happening on the, on the ground when it pertains to young women and men in this issue? Well, um, as of right now, I am seeing a lot more uh, women come out and really speak about their experiences and I think it's really powerful we've been doing the Thursday night farmers market for the last month and yeah it's been really great we're going to be there tonight and um, this will be our last uh, Thursday night market but we've been out there and praying and um, it's been so amazing the there's been college girls just coming up to us and giving us high fives and 
saying, thank you for being out here. We're all going to be coming out to the Walk for Life. And just seeing that support has been really amazing. And even like women who like are pro-choice are coming up to us and we're speaking to them compassionately and they're seeing what's happening. And it seems like they're starting to kind of understand that this is really important. You know, what I what I find is uh, the, one of the best arguments you can make, and, 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 and I hate to not, you know, Scripture is replete with scriptures that say, verses that say that abortion is the taking of a human life, and God knew us in the womb. But when you take a look specifically, I think when you when you focus on just, there are atheists who, who believe that abortion, that are pro-life because of the science of it. And I, and I think that, I think when you, I think the best arguments are made, not from a religious perspective, I hate to say that, but from a science perspective, I think makes the best arguments, although God certainly provides that science. I don't know if you've found that to be true. Hesitation. That's okay. Oh, um, I'm sorry, I didn't get that. I, I, if, if using the scientific argument as opposed to the religious argument is more effective with some people. No, um, I believe that we're supposed to not have abortions. Right, and right. Well, I understand that, but but when you when you give the reason not to, is it better to kind of point out instead of pointing out scripture, which is is pointing out that the science of it and showing what's inside the mother's yeah. Womb. I what we usually do, we just um, what I've been how I've been experiencing it is I don't really bring that up. I just kind of let them know that you know a lot of women are counting on our services and. There are women out there who want to choose life and they need this type of support. And because there's this fear um, of, well, I understand the, why people want to have abortions. There's the fear of finances are not ready, mm-hmm. but those are normal fears that a lot of people are having. But once you step into God and you understand that he's going to provide, I think it really helps change their mind. Speaking to Jen Rodriguez, uh, the event and um, outreach coordinator at the Women's Resource Clinic, we'll continue our discussion on their Walk for Life event this Saturday. Hello, this is Samantha Landy, and I bring you Psalms of Hope. Heard here on Life Radio every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at noon. So do tune in and join me for beautiful music and an encouraging word from the Lord. Psalms of Hope with Samantha Landy, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at noon, here on KKXX. For an engine to start, quite a few things have to happen with split-second timing. Many things can happen perfectly, but if one small thing doesn't work, our radio station is much the same way. We can have all the right teaching and talk programs. We can be broadcasting to thousands. But if one crucial element is missing, it just doesn't work. That element is your financial support of our programs. Regular financial support and prayer support. We depend on it. With you standing behind us, everything will run just fine. You're listening to Life Radio, KKXX, AM and FM. John Fuller here, and I'd encourage you to tune in weekdays at 7.30 for Focus on the Family with Jim Daly, right here on Life Radio KKXX. All right, welcome back to the show. Uh, I'm joined by uh, Jen Rodriguez. She is with the Women's Resource Clinic here in Chico. Uh, They provide services to uh, women who have unexpected pregnancies, encouraging them to give uh, birth to their to their child uh, inside of her 
uh, as opposed to maybe going to Planned Parenthood. And they have uh, a fundraiser which takes place this Saturday uh, at One Mile Park. Uh, registration's at 9.30 in the morning, and then the actual walk, uh, 10.30 in the morning. Uh, there's no cost, by the way. You could purchase a T-shirt for $15. I think the idea that there's no cost is interesting. You're not asking anybody to pay to register, uh, but it's still a fundraiser. How, how's that going to work? So we, um, the whole goal is to really make um, an impact and just to provide the community with a light. You know, we there's so many people hiding. There's all this controversy. They don't want the political aspect of it, but we're here to to show and be a presence of God. And we want this community to know that we're here for them and we're here to support God and we love God and all the women and men here that need our services. And mm -hmm. I think the services that are provided, um, help me out with that. I, I've been to this, the, the Women's Resource Center clinic, excuse me, it's just off the Esplanade, I think near 2nd Street? Or yes, I believe off 2nd in Esplanade. Street, yeah. In Esplanade. And um, inside, if, if a woman needs you know, diapers or clothes or blankets or these types of things. Mm -hmm. Those are the kind of things that you provide free of charge, and they're, they're, they're donated to your organization. Yes, we, we get a few donations, and we also purchase them with the funds that we raise, um, mm -hmm. and that's the Earn Why You Learn Parenting program. Mm -hmm. um, I, I would imagine, I think I know the answer to this, um, but I'll ask it anyway. Um, people come into that place thinking perhaps that they're going to get an abortion because they look at the women's resource clinic. Oh, that they must provide abortion. So they, they come to your place thinking, oh, well, this is a place I could get an abortion. Uh, do you, do you, does that, does that, does the name kind of work to your benefit because people come in and women come in and then maybe they say, well, you know, you have a chance to at least talk to them and give them another option. Um, so we don't refer or perform abortions, right. but, um, when we, women come in who think that they, that you do, how do you handle that? Um, well, we, um, we give them all the options that we have available adoption. We give them pregnancy tests. We offer them if they want to keep their baby, we have ultrasounds and we offer, um, emotional and spiritual support. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that we do offer is uh, post-abortion support because they're, the clinics who are referring and performing these abortions are not providing any post-abortion support. And this is such a really sensitive and life-changing and absolutely traumatic procedure. Well, when, and you, when, when you see the movie Unplanned, you do see that. It, it, and, and the movie is, it is and I want to point out, it, it, it's fairly, it's not fairly, quite 99%, 95% one-sided in the direction of pro-life. And there's a, there, there's a couple of scenes where it appears that the workers at the Planned Parenthood just say, okay, they're done, like almost like cattle. Okay, get that person out, they move on. And, and that woman is left with the reality that, you know, maybe years down the road that maybe she made a decision that she's going to regret down the road, and there's no, no, you know, you know, PTSD for example is a real thing. Flashbacks are a real thing. Yeah, and a lot it's of these a women suffer that post-abortion syndrome. It's a real thing, and it could lead you to depression, suicide, ideations, anxiety, mm -hmm. psychological numbing. Um, there's the anniversary symptom of the due date or the abortion day, mm -hmm. and. It could also cause alcohol and drug abuse, um, interruption with the bonding process with present or future children, and mm -hmm. there's also the self-punishment, and then there's self-degrading behaviors. I mean, it's just a horrific procedure that 
mm-hmm. is going to be in your life forever if you don't do the healing. And so, we offer that healing at Women's Resource Clinic. So, so some abortions are, uh, I, I, I would never speak for God, I, I wouldn't suggest that, but I, I suspect that God says all abortions are wrong because he knew us, you know, in the secret place, as he said in Scripture. Yes. Uh, but th- there is something encouraging here. Uh, a majority of Americans still describe themselves as pro-choice. That's not good. But according to a recent Marist poll, 75%, more than three-quarters of those responding, say they support restricting abortion to at least the first trimester. Uh, that statistic includes a majority of Democrats and a majority of those who call themselves pro-choice uh, and, and that seems to be, I hate to say that that's a positive sign, but I think it is. I mean, I, I mean, a life is a life, whether it's in the first trimester, the second trimester, or the third trimester, or even what we're talking about in some states now about post-birth abortions, which is just, uh, what a euphemism. Um, uh, 13% of Americans say abortion should be legal in the third semester, only 13%. But still, it goes on, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, but I, I guess we take some sort of solace in the knowledge that it's taking time. It's taking time to turn this big ship around to change people's views. Yeah, and, but it seems to be happening little by little by little, and and I'm I'm mostly interested in what happens on the ground when when the women from and men from Forty Days for Life who come here and they talk about trying to change people's hearts one at a time. Do you find you're able to do that when you're at the Thursday night market? Do you run into people who are obstinate and angry at you. You must come across those people sometimes. Has that happened yet, or is that, have you been lucky not to have that happen? Honestly, I've been so lucky not to have that. I mean, I have had some people come up to me and tell me, I'm really angry at this, and I listen to them with mm-hmm. just like I try to put on that armor of God, and I just, what would Jesus do in this position? And I just listen to them and, you know, hear them out and what they're saying and Mm -hmm. I just validate what they're saying as well but I also tell them this is a life you Mm -hmm. know and when I when I run into that I I point out that one in five I'm going to a break but one in five atheists say they're pro-life well atheists like to consider themselves intellectually honest and if 21 in five say that it's the taking of a human life and they don't even believe in God, that's a very big statistic which can work when you're in the field. We'll be right back. Continue our discussion with uh, Jen Rodriguez of the Women's Resource Clinic and talk about their big event coming up this Saturday, One Mile Park. As a Samaritan Ministries member, you've come together to share the medical cost burden with others in your community without the use of health insurance. Regenex now partners with Samaritan Ministries to offer an alternative to orthopedic surgery for treating common orthopedic conditions at a significant reduction in your shared expense. Regenex specializes in minimally invasive same-day procedures to treat orthopedic injuries, arthritis, and other degenerative conditions. non Surgical means less risk, less pain, and less downtime for members while increasing joint function and mobility. To learn if you're a candidate for a Regenex procedure, call 309-326-7131. Or to learn more about the Regenex Samaritan Partnership, visit SamaritanRegenex.org. Sharing the medical needs as a community is why you came together. Using your ministry dollars the most effective way possible is how Regenex can help. 
Hi, this is Rob Walter, host of Red Sky Radio with Rob Walter. This is a program that proclaims liberty to the captives of our beloved nation, where truth trumps political correctness and where the uncompromised word of God exposes the works of darkness and sets free those held hostage behind the iron curtain of a shamelessly biased media. America, we have a trail to blaze. It's time to saddle up. It's time to ride. Join me at 7 a.m. on KKXX. Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. here on KKXX. Your teaching and talk for real life. Life Radio, KKXX, AM and FM. This is Live Local Talk. Uh, welcome back to the show. Uh, we're here for about another seven or eight minutes talking about the issue of abortion here on a local level uh, with uh, Jen Rodriguez. Uh, she is the uh, works for the Women's Resource Clinic, the event and outreach coordinator for the organization, the Women's Resource Clinic. Uh, is uh, not far from downtown over on uh, the Esplanade and 2nd uh, Second Street. And they provide uh, services for women who have an unexpected pregnancy. And, and, and they encourage them to, to try to keep the child and not, uh, not go to Planned Parenthood or the other clinic over on Humboldt that provides abortions here in Chico. And uh, they have their event coming up in One Mile Park on Saturday. It's the Walk for Life. Uh, it begins at 9.30 a.m. with registration. The walk is 10.30 uh, there's no cost to take part. Uh, they certainly would take donations, and they would appreciate those donations if you feel compelled to do that. Um, but explain quickly, if you could, how money is actually going to be raised. I'm speaking to Jen Rodriguez again with the Women's Resource Clinic. Um, there, there is sort of a, a goal of trying to encourage people to, 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 to round up donations, and if whoever rounds up the most donations wins big prizes. Explain. Yes. <laughs> so there's three categories. There's an adult, a teenager, and child category. And um, whoever raises the most money, they're going to be able to win prizes. And some of those prizes include the Pier 39, Fun Pack, Upper Crust Bakery, John and, bon- John and Bonds, Kinetics Academy of Dance, Six Flags, Theme Park, Mount Shasta Ski Park, In Motion Fitness, Lake Shasta Caverns, Gilroy Gardens, Family Theme Park, Lake Tahoe Cruises, Rare Air, Ricardo's Mexican Casino, Casina, <laughs> New Earth Market, Tres Hombres, KKXX, Paradise, K280GL, Chico, and K283AR. From townhall.com, I'm Keith Peters. Louisiana's Governor John Bell Edwards has declared a state of emergency after severe weather hit the northern part of the state and killed two people. We know of at least two fatalities, both of whom were here in the Ruston area. Um, And it's obviously very sad, very tragic. Uh, They were a mother and son. It was classified as an EF3 tornado. Meanwhile, strong winds slammed into a central Texas warehouse just outside of Bryan, Texas. Weather experts are determining whether it was a tornado or not. The Weather Service says a supercell thunderstorm roared from San Augustine to the northeast, spawning the tornado that caused severe damage in Ruston, Louisiana. A quarantine order has been issued for students and staff at two Los Angeles universities who may have been exposed to measles and either have not been vaccinated or can't verify that they have immunity. 
University of California, Los Angeles.